I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewest.substack.com. All right, so quick review of yesterday, and then we'll try to wrap this part up today uh, because it's the end of the week. Uh, and then uh, I really want to get on to defining tshuva next week. Okay, so four formulations of the mitzvah. And we're not going to reread all of them, just the the uh, the highlights, literally. Sefer Mitzvos is lihis vados al hachatayim asher hachatanu lefanavis ala bedibur beis shenashuv mehem. That's primacy of vidui in the framework of tshuva. Minyan mitzvos lihis vados lifnei Hashem mikochet shiasa adam b'shasa korban b'shlo b'shasa korban. So that's vidui, and then for some weird reason he emphasizes korbanos. Okay, no mention of tshuva whatsoever. Then Koseris, Shiashu Bukhode Mehado Lifneshem, Viasvade. Emphasis on Chuva and Vidui equally, or you could say primary emphasis on Chuva and then Vidui is like an afterthought. But in the framework of Hilkos Chuva, not Hilkos Vidui, it sounds like this is being, you know, Chuva is the primary thing. Okay. Um, certainly in the section. And then you have in the first halacha, entire emphasis on the mitzvah of Vidui, and Chuva is just the condition. And then he clarifies Vidui Zen mitzvah say. Okay. So the question was how to reconcile it. So yesterday we made the move from Rav Nahum Rabinovich, um, who says, and I'm going to read read this because I want to read on and ramp into it. We should understand the difference between um, the Sefer Mitzvot and here. Okay, so he reiterates the distance, the, the, the difference. And then he says... So I didn't dwell on this as much as I should have yesterday, that the Rambam will, um, will, what do you call, uh, just one second. Yeah. His formulation of the mitzvah is sometimes more limited than the scope of the mitzvah itself. Okay. And then he gives us our, our principle, which we learned yesterday, which will explain this. Say again. Yeah, the formulation of the mitzvah uh, is more restrictive sometimes than the full scope of the mitzvah. Okay, we'll see. We'll see that in in, in tshuva and bidui. The sefer hamitzvos ikar kavanaso he minyan hamitzvos mitocha ksuvim. So the his main intent in in the sefer hamitzvos is to count the mitzvos from the psukim. Lefikach therefore his kir es hamitzvah kamoshi mitu eres pasuk. Therefore, he mentions the mitzvah as it is described in the Pasuk in the framework of the mitzvah of Korbanos, which is confession. Okay, so in the Psukim, as we read, it's just here's Korbanos, here's your Chatas, and you do Vidoy. You would not know from the Psukim that there is any idea of Chuva beyond Korbanos in the in, 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 in the in the mitzvah. Okay, you wouldn't know it from the from the Torch Bhaksav. Um but in the Sefer Mitzvah, he adds that the Mitzvah is to do Vidui at the time when we do Tshuva. The Vidui is only the final stamp of, of the Tshuva. I think this is one on Halapa, right? If you do Vidui and you didn't do Tshuva, what is that comparable to? So, yeah, so what, what's the what's the muscle? Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. So it's not the 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 tefillah and the mikvah is not going to do anything if you're 
still in contact with the source of tuma, right? So the the if you don't do chuva, then the V2E does nothing, right? But if you did do chuva, which is letting go of the sherets, then uh, then the the V2E does something. Yeah. Uh, Rabbi Zucker makes the point, which I think is a fair point. I, you know, anytime you have a muscle, you have to think about how much of the muscle is significant. You know, so Rabbi Zucker said people read that muscle and they think that um, there's no point in doing V2E without chuva, right? And the, that's the nimshal, right? And the mushal would be, there's no point in going into mikvah if you still hold the sherets. And then he argues with that though, mm-hmm. right? Well, what can you, what can you argue is better about the guy in the mikvah with the sherets in the sand versus the guy not in the mikvah? <laughs> yeah, it's in the mikvah, right? So it's a it, start. So it's a start? I would yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dunking the, uh, yeah. No, but uh, I, I would say slightly more than it's a start. It's that um, the guy... Uh, outside of the mikvah uh, has has not like um, not struggling against it. There's not like an internal conflict at least completely given into whatever it is. Well, we could you could go into his motives, but I don't know if that's like uh, definite. You know, the the point is is that the guy in the, all the guy in the mikvah needs to do is let go of the sherets, and he's already in a situation where he can become tahor. You know, whereas the guy who's outside of the mikvah is is not. So so you can think about that that there there might be an argument that there's value to doing vidui. Um, not that you, all you have to do is do chuva. Like, it's not like it's that easy, but, um, but like, it's not that you're doing nothing. See, I don't know if you relate to this, but, uh, whenever I'm doing Vidui on Yom Kippur, uh, on something that I haven't done chuva on, it feels like a hip- hypocritical thing, you know? And I think, always think of this, like, you know, uh, th- th- this muscle, um, uh, 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 and, uh, and, you know, there are other explanations for why we do Vidui on Yom Kippur, uh, that are, like, you know, that there's still value in it. We could talk about that at some other time, but, uh, you know, uh, Rabbi Zucker wanted to say that at least you're, you're, you're creating the potential for the tshuva to just take effect, you know, by articulating the sins that you are, uh, you know, involved in. Yeah. Uh, I think in terms of tshuva, yeah, kapara is a separate question. Uh, yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I was going to say this, but I don't know if it like contradicts in some way like the Yom Kippur idea, because I know on Yom Kippur, on the one hand, it's like a complete like absolvement of all things. But on the other hand, like this dealing with the hypocrisy question of theory on certain things that you haven't done to Shubhan yet. To me, it would feel like, well, that's kind of the whole thing is that it's like an ongoing process. Yeah. Shuba is something like I can be like, okay, I did it. Like I'm done. And i like, and so on the one, for me on that sense, I'm like, well, of course I'm, this is me trying and engaging with the thing to try to let go of it, even yeah. if I'm not done. Although it's hard to sound new Kipper since new Kipper is a day that's a idea. Right. So, so in that sense, you know, the thing you said earlier is correct is that it's not like it's an all or nothing deal in terms of whether you're doing something worthwhile, like engaging in part of the process of Chuva is still worthwhile, even if you don't complete it this year. Right. In terms of the plain shot of like the Kapara of Yom Kippur and the clean start thing, yeah. plain shot is on Chuva, uh, sorry, on Yom Kippur, you only get par for the things you did chuva on, right? Right. However, I think there is a separate idea of like the vidu yom hakipurim, which has its own identity outside of the vidu we do as part of our personal chuva. Um, that's uh, I, I, I wrote an article about that that I could send you that uh, um, that is worth uh, looking at because again, there's this constant battle of the feeling like you're a, just a, a this low life on Yom Kippur of like, I didn't do anything. I haven't changed anything, you know? Uh, and then you don't get as much out of the day, but there, uh, I, I think there's a, a lot you still get out of the day. Uh, if you understand like the uniqueness of the video on Yom Kippur. So, yeah. Okay. 
So let, now let's go on. So that was all review. Okay. So let's go on though. Oh, sorry. We didn't finish this paragraph yet. So he says, Vidui below chuva in Oklum. Vidui below chuva is nothing. Nimsa shat sivui shahitlis vados shnerar bumforash kolal mimela asachiv lashuv. Now, this is an interesting perspective. Once you know that idea that Vidui below chuva is nothing, so then once you see that there's a mitzvah of Vidui, what can you infer about? Yeah, once you know that Vidui without chuva is nothing, and then you see that there is a mitzvah of doing Vidui, it must imply chuva. Right, saying the words Hashem, I sinned and I'm never going to do it again. If you're actually going to do it again, is just a meaningless statement, you know. Right. So even in these formulations where the Ramah doesn't mention tshuva, tshuva is implicit, which is why, like, he can sneak it in by saying be'is shiaz tshuva. Okay, but hold on. Um, okay, Baram Khan makif al However, since these halachos, the halachos of Hilchos Tshuva, promise an explanation that is more encompassing about the subject of Tshuva, right? This is Tshuva with the ikarim that are dragged along with it. We're not just explaining how to do video; we're explaining all of Tshuva. Shina lahadgish as tochin below rock as gemar tsurasa. The Ramam changes his lashon to include the full um, content of the mitzvah and not just the, the, the full form of the mitzvah. So in other words, the Rambam is, so in the Sefer Mitzvah, the Rambam is just extracting the Taryag mitzvah, the mitzvah of Taryag from the Psukim. So he emphasizes Vidui because that's the context in Torah Shabbat In the Koseris, the Ram is saying he's going to explain the entire content of the mitzvah. And since he wants to unpack tshuva fully with all of its ikarim, he puts tshuva and vidui on more equal plane. So it turns out that, you know, when we first read this and I mistakenly said that you should kind of treat all four as equal and then try to come up with like a formulation, the uh, Rabbi Rabinovich is viewing it as though the, es- the essential formulation is the Koseris one. And the Torsh Bichsav oriented formulation is the Sefer Mitzvah and the Minyan Mitzvah. Okay. One more other additional point here. Okay. Scrolling down. Okay. So he says like this. Um, okay. So now, now he's going to answer this question. Okay. Which is why in the Minyan Mitzvah at the beginning of the Mishnah Torah does he mention the Korbanos? Stuff bishasa korban bishasa korban. Now we know it's a true point, and we know you need to know it. But the question is, why does he put it in the formulation in the minyan of mitzvos? Anyone have a theory? It'd be like you know, in a table of contents, usually you just say like what the topic is. You don't say a to- the topic and then a detail, a random detail. You know. Yeah. Well, back of the book. Yeah, yeah. That's more of a back of the book. Yeah. Well, you're saying this is more like the back of the book, or? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, I just wanted to show which which other parts. Well, sometimes they have like subheadings in the chapter, right? But you don't have you don't typically have like let's put it this way: you can have a chapter if you you know in school textbooks mm-hmm. they'll have the chapter heading and then they'll have the sub points in yeah. total. That makes sense. But the chapter heading and then one sub point. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Only, yeah, you only ever have a subpoint because you're going to have other subpoints. Yeah, right, right. You you commit to the subpoint list, or you don't have any subpoints. You know. Yeah. 
Ah, okay. So that's what I would have thought based on what we've read so far, right? That that since the since he's you're coming from Torah Bethsav, and you would think this is only by Korbanos, he has to steer you away from that false interpretation, right? Okay, but check out this answer, and this is another like. What are the two? What is the title and the subtitle that we're talking about again? So the title is "Lihis Vados Lifnei Hashem Mikolchet Shiase Adam" to do vidui from everything that a person does, and then the, what I'm calling a subpoint is at a time when you bring a korban, and a, and not at a time when you bring a korban. That's a sub point, right? So maybe, uh, I don't know if it kind of, So maybe it's because there's like two different, um, there's two different styles, there's two different uh, manners in which you can do that, uh, that like to, uh, I guess, on. And there's like a, there's two different, not just like context, but there's like, there's uh, different principles within that, like different types. Okay. So that would be the other way to go. Okay. So let me, let me summarize the two answers being given here. So Chaim is saying, that the reason why he needs to say this is to refute a hava amina that would be generated by the psukim. And since this is a list that's coming from the psukim, it makes sense the Ramam would dispel a hava amina. What you're saying is this is part of the essence of the mitzvah, and maybe there are two separate um, like forms or frameworks for this mitzvah, okay? The, the Rabbi Rabinovich's answer is much more similar to Chizkiyahu's, okay? But check this out. I think this is really cool. Okay, so he says like this. Um, so he says, see earlier where I wrote about the style of the Rambam in the formulation of the concise minion hamitos in the beginning of the Mishnah Torah. Even though he's trying to be as concise as possible, since this minion is serving as a table of contents for the for the book, if there are included in a specific mitzvah different topics, which the Ramam is not going to treat in one location, Bilvad alone, but he's going to split up the analysis into different locations. Then the Ramam will specify in the concise count the different uh, facets of the, mis- of the mitzvah. He'll give examples. Gam b'mitzvah tshuva nahag rabinu kach. Okay, uh, he does this in tshuva. B'machbil l'sefer hamitzvah. I'm just going to summarize this verbally because we don't have time. So when he says b'shasa korban v'shelo b'shasa korban, he's alluding to the fact that he's going to deal with the mitzvah of vidui in two locations. One is in hilos tshuva, and where do you think he's going to talk about vidui elsewhere? In Masaya korbanos. Okay, in hilos Masaya korbanos. So he's he's showing you since this is a table of contents, you can find the halachos here, and you can find it in a place with korbanos. Okay. Another example. Uh, I'm going to go on a little bit more. Uh, by t- by tkia. Okay. By the chatotros. He says in the minyan emetos litkoa b'chatotros al hakorbanos uveshas hatsaros to sound the trumpets at a time of uh, a korbanos and at a time of tsaros. So where are the two places where the Raman puts um, uh, the chatotros? I mean, he says on the screen. <laughs> Also, Car- I assume Carbonus. Yeah. And then uh, Hilkos uh, Tainos. Hilkos right? Hilkos deals with doing it at an Asara, and then Corbanos is in Clay Mikdash, actually, is where he talks about doing it at the time of the Corban. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the trumpets, sounding the silver trumpets uh, at a different time. I think he has one more example, or did I, sk- did I skip it? 
no, you can only give two examples. I guess he treats it elsewhere. But the point, though, that we we get from this is that the minion hamitzvos. So let's summarize everything that we have here. Okay, so in the Rambam's four, this is the methodology that we walk away with from this week. Okay, in the Rambam's four formulations of mitzvah, sefer mitzvos is going to be extracting mitzvos from the Torah Bechsav. So the formulation and the order will be dictated by Torah Bechsav. Minyan mitzvos in the Mishnah Torah is the same order as the Sefer mitzvos, but it's also serving as a table of contents for where to find the treatment of it in the Mishnah Torah. So if he mentions a detail, it might have to do with how he's codifying it. Okay, The Koseris is really going to be like the, the essence of the mitzvah, and then the first halacha, I don't know. First halacha might, you know, I, I'm not sure. The, it could be, but it, it's really hard here, right? Because uh, here he makes tshuva sound like a backdrop uh, or a prerequisite to the mitzvah of bidoy. Sorry, Chiyon, yeah. But I think I think we have a much clearer idea now of, of how to relate to the Ramam's four formulations. I know we really need to go back and do the whole list again, but that'll have to be for another time. Okay, so plan for next week is... Uh, is do figure out how to do tshuva, but re-examined. Okay. In other words, uh, I want to like every year it pays to look at this afresh. And so this will be in the beginning of Perak Cheney Tevos Tshuva. We're not doing tomorrow. Uh, no, we're not doing tomorrow. Yeah. All righty. Have a good day. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are MattSchneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.